What's going on, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of the Creators Connected Podcast. I am Nick, and I am joined with my host, co-host, actually, Matt. And kind of want to jump on here and uh, explain what the goal of this podcast is and kind of where we're going to head with this. And uh, I'm just going to ask you the first question, Matt. Um, what is this podcast? What are we doing here? Right. So, hello, everyone. My name is Matt. I am the CMO or the co-founder of Creators Magazine. So this podcast is more about the creative lifestyle. So it's learning what goes into being a creative or a content creator, how to be better, all, a lot more of the behind the scenes stuff that goes into creating great content, not just the video editing process or the taking the photographs, but more so learning about um, all the other things that in company being a content creator, such as business, talking with people, events, what else? Yeah, I think just like being new to this industry and not having the eyes on the inside, you, there's so many things that... No, that makes sense. Because when you're, when you're outside, so like when you haven't been, uh, when you're just new to influencing or content creating or things like that, um, or whether you're pursuing your creative hobby or your creative business, whatever, maybe you're trying to take on freelance, maybe you want your side hustle to be your full-time thing. Um, when you're on the outside, it's rare to understand what goes on behind the scenes, unless you have like a mentor or you have someone who's teaching you and bringing you along everywhere, right? Yeah, I think there's so many uh, like unanswered questions and people hesitate to share their secrets. And as someone who's not in the industry, it's it's hard to know what to do and like what you yeah what the process is of getting brand deals or all this creative stuff that you don't really get taught. You just kind of get thrown in the industry, and it's it's uh, nice to hear it from people that are actually doing it. Yeah, and I, what's really cool too, and I kind of just noticed this now, but we have two very kind of like polar opposites in terms of um, the whole scape of of content creation. So there's like me over here on the more, like I've been more in business. So I've been in the business side. Yeah. So speaking from like an enterprise um, like level where, you know, what would a company ask a content creator to do? What would, um, what are they looking for? Like specific traits or uh, like numbers, like what numbers are important, things like this. I've got a lot of the business side and you've got like the the raw kind of mm -hmm. you know content creating style where since you've since it's like a new kind of like world for you too since you've been doing it like full time yeah like this year um it's a really good dynamic because people get to see both sides of the coin right? yeah like i agree what what is the what does the business want and what can you do as like the content creator and like i feel like that's a really good and i think that's point. i think that's why these podcasts are good is because like business is something that I want to I want to grow and I want to like increase my knowledge of business and if you don't have access to that information it's it's tough to just learn it on your own like it, you'll you'll fail and you'll experience some obstacles but having these to go to and kind of reference is is such a big help and it just fills those things that you that you aren't very skilled in which yeah is kind of why I'm here and I'm guessing a lot of people are as well totally no and I know for me uh, personally, like when I was, when I was developing my skills, uh, as like a business person, yeah. I never, uh, 
for like we'll go into we'll go into our our stories mm-hmm. but long story short like i got kicked out of college for business yeah and i literally the only thing i had was podcasts and blogs and like my thumbs and my cell phone mm-hmm. and that was like all i was doing 24 7 and it's so true that if you don't have this type of stuff yeah it's like you're walking into a minefield without any way to find the mines. You just kind of just step everywhere exactly, and you just yeah. hope that it doesn't blow up. Yeah. It, it's so true. And I, I just realized that now. Wow, that's really, yeah, it's, it's really important, I guess. Yeah. Um, so why don't we just talk about kind of like our backstory because everyone's probably like, Hey, who are these guys? <laughs> yeah. Who are these, who are these dudes just like chatting, um, talking about uh, crit stuff. So why don't you start? Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear the, my the wacky story. Like what is, who are you? What okay. happened in the past like couple of years for you to yes. be where you're at now? So I mean, I'll take it back to I don't really know when the inaugural like creator content creator started, but so right now I am a full time videographer for a YouTuber, and um, that's the daily job, the nine to five, and I've been doing that for the past year, year and a month now, and um, yeah, it's definitely it's a pretty weird industry, and it's very new, so. Every day is just trying to figure out like what's next. And so I'll take it back to like, I think I was 16 years old and I was skateboarding. I was skateboarding a lot. That was like the life. And um, I remember getting my first little like compact camera and it could record videos, but it was very poor quality. And I just remember taking it to the skate park and recording with my friends. And we would try to like make little skateboard videos and put them on YouTube when it was very, very fresh and nobody was watching them. I mean, like very little views but it was still it was cool to see the stuff that you made on a platform where you could rewatch it and you could share it and i think that's what youtube was intended for when it was first born it was just when you first started yeah was there someone else on youtube that or like other videos you found on youtube that made you want to do that i think it was uh i think it was just like stuff in the same field like skateboarding stuff obviously right and i think like watching these like professional skateboarders doing what I wanted to do. Like they're doing, they're actually making like proper skate videos. And I think they're on YouTube. I can't really remember. I, I would assume so if, if the platform was available, I'm sure yeah. they had it on YouTube. But I just remember I wanted to make like good production skateboard videos. And I thought YouTube was the closest thing I could have to having it on TV because that made sense at the time. So true. Yeah. But after after skateboarding like i think it kind of stuck after that i just kept filming and filming i had a friend that made skateboard videos as well and he was kind of who i looked up to and i wanted to do what he did and so i just kind of copied his uh his layout about the cameras i i just went every day and just kept filming and then later that evolved to me wanting to actually pursue like being a youtuber and my goal was to like go to vidcon and go to all these things that all the youtubers were at like who was there there was like jesse from prank vs prank and all these guys that were og youtubers i just wanted to be exactly like them but i figured i found out really quick that it wasn't it wasn't that easy and and that was very discouraging but i think the people that stayed on the platform and that just kept kept grinding kept working that's like who belonged on the top and I obviously didn't because after I would make a video and it would get 50 views, I would kind of quit, come back like a couple months later. And that's kind of still where I'm at today. Like it's hard to 
it's hard to just keep that consistency and and that's i guess something we can talk about later but uh that was always something that that was a struggle was posting like quite often but yeah i'll go back to kind of where where i went after the skateboarding videos and that was uh traveling actually that's where i like that's where i really jumped into making these videos and i went traveling to where did i go first i was in southeast asia i had my iphone didn't have any like mirrorless cameras or dslrs i just had my iphone i think i might have had like a gopro hero 4 i'm pretty sure it was when when did you go like when did you travel i went in what year is that that was like it's like high school no that was right at, that was after high school i oh. was like i think i was 19 actually yeah, it was like right after high school because i went to college like right after high school then dropped out and then went traveling yeah and yeah i had my i had my iphone and that was kind of what i was vlogging on and i thought i was going to be like the next vlogger and that kind of just stuck with me and i was vlogging my travels and i would post them on youtube and they would get decent views but nothing too crazy but once i saw them passing like a thousand views mm. that was enough to keep me on the platform and keep me like hyped up to post the next next month or next week or however often i was posting and um after that i just kept wasting money on traveling and so you travel for like over a year would you say yeah all in all i like i don't even know how long it was but i just know after i traveled i would come back and i just had that itch to just go somewhere else right and i think like it had something to do with making videos as well it wasn't just like i i did love traveling but i think being able to make videos and seeing what you did like years later was also why i really wanted to do it yeah and um so i just kept traveling the skills kind of increased um i bought new cameras and stuff i learned how to use like a gimbal or i learned i actually learned that, that you could have different lenses which was like <laughs> the first time i learned that and got like multiple lenses that my mind was blown like i was using just a fixed lens on a compact camera and i thought that was the coolest thing but i really like dove into actually wanting to learn about filmmaking and uh everything was just self-taught like everything was off youtube off uh, reddit wherever i could find information but that was uh the primary source of of what i learned was on youtube and i think it just speaks to how like the pool of information that you can find on on the internet or on any like there's just i don't know there's just unlimited sources and that's i think that's what i want to push to like so many people that you don't need to I don't know. I, I went to I went to school for photography for like a little bit and I I, oh, yeah. I wouldn't say it was a waste of time, but like I learned the essentials that I need to to go out and, and do better. Like I, I learned the basics and then from then I could I could just uh, keep growing that and you could build. I could build and yeah. and I think uh, it helps. It helps to know to have like a core foundation. It, but do you feel like you could have learned those essentials? Oh just, yeah, just online searching. I yeah, probably could have just bought a book and, and read it through there. But so, so you'd say like maybe for the creative, um, maybe the school isn't the best way. Yeah, no, I'm not saying school is like a bad thing. Like I would, totally. I wouldn't say avoid school with all costs. But I'm just saying like if it, if like filmmaking or photography or what other industry you can think of. Like, yeah, like I'll, I'll just the creative industries. In yeah, 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 like. I swear you could learn 
anything off YouTube, off the internet. Like I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's where that went. I just kept kept studying and kept. I think the biggest thing as well was just like taking the tools out and actually like using them and learning. Like on the, like I would go traveling and I would film all day and I would come back and my footage would be like the colors would be just blown out they'd be all whack my highlights would look terrible my shadows would be dark and you just learn you learn quickly what to correct and um I think that's the best way to learn honestly like yeah but you learn by doing yeah exactly absolutely so that's uh that's where that went I just kept traveling and then I came back and after I would waste all my money traveling, I mean, not waste, but after I would spend all my money traveling, I would have to go work again and like make up money to travel again. Right. And it yeah, kind of got, cycle. it kind of got old and I figured maybe I should look for something in the field that I want. So then maybe it can grow to something a little bit bigger. So I was actually on Instagram one day and you actually sent me the story. You sent me a story that there was a video or a YouTuber in Victoria that was looking for. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a YouTuber in Victoria that was looking for a videographer, and yeah. I had just come back from a trip. I had like a, my portfolio, and my website all done up, and all my videos were on there. So I emailed him. I sent him my portfolio, and then shortly after, I got an email back, and he wanted to meet up, and yeah. so we met up, and uh, we like we signed together, like I guess a. A contract, a little handshake contract, and, yeah. And uh, I've been working for him ever since now for a year, and uh, yeah, we're making YouTube videos every day full time. We have traveled to, I don't even know how many times, how far I've gone in the past year. Like, I swear, like I, I can name a few. Like, I, you're literally gone every month. Like, it, you're you're gone for probably like, in my opinion, like 15 days yeah. out of every month. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's hard but, to get you. Like last, I'm not going to, I'm not going to flex or anything, but, <laughs> but last week was, uh, we just got back from Japan. We've done Italy, Hawaii, um, where else? I'm trying, I'm blanking now. Well, did you go to New York? Yeah, we'd, I've done New York a few times, Switz? San Francisco, Switzerland. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Um, oh, just casually forgot about Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it. <laughs> like, it's just traveling, making videos. Like we started now because I'm helping him make videos, we're doing travel videos as well and the industry seems to like that because we're in the tech industry but we're doing travel videos as well so it's kind of different it's more like lifestyle it pushes lifestyle yeah, yeah. It pushes lifestyle and i think that's where that's where it's going yeah there's so much diversity in the lifestyle market so that's kind of where we're we're heading right now but yeah so that's where i'm at now just making youtube videos full-time i think looking back to when i wasn't doing videos full-time like last year and comparing them to now it's like night and day difference like the skills that you learn from doing this every day and it's actually a job that you're held accountable for like there's brands that are like have deadlines and you actually have to you have to meet these and it's, it's a lot harder than just doing it for fun and i think that's uh that's another thing that's always it's a struggle too is is when your hobby becomes your job and such a such a big struggle yeah it's something that you don't really think about until you're deep inside of it yeah and it's it's uh you think about that a lot it's it's definitely a weird i don't think you realize it until you're surrounded by it yeah it becomes it's second nature so it's not something that's super hard as well like it can be really hard just because like the creating job definitely is hard but you're kind of forced to do it every day and that's the thing is like 
it is a job. It's not just a hobby anymore. And yeah. you always love things when they're a hobby. When, yeah. when it's something that you can do in your spare time for fun, it it's a, it's a hobby. Yeah, you can pick and choose. I don't yeah. want, I don't want to do this today. I'm not I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to film. But. And that's something we've seen too, like building building a magazine. That's like it's so it's it's so clear that like yeah. you start something and you're just super excited to do it yeah. all the time, and then at a point, it's kind of like, okay, we have this like audience. We have these people banking on us. We have like you know deadlines to meet. There's it's not like you can't be all like um, up in the air about things anymore. Yeah, it, it becomes serious, and there are repercussions to you not doing what you're supposed to do when that hobby becomes a job. And right? It's stressful too because absolutely you can't just you can't skip it or you can't skip a day but like you said it has repercussions mm. and yeah it's it's something like i said you don't think about until you have a deadline on the weekend and you're not done yet and it's like thursday yeah <laughs> thursday night yeah yeah no i i 100% get that and it is it is a struggle yeah 100% but a lot of people i know they opt to like they kind of switch out of that having their hobby when they have the hobby as a job and you kind of realize that after a while the the nuance kind of wears off and i've known people that would rather keep it as a hobby because i've met people like that too yeah you just it it wears off kind of and you realize that like maybe this isn't what i wanted to do as a job and but the thing about that it's a double it's like a double-edged sword right you you want a life, you want a specific lifestyle. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go into creativity, want to be their own bosses. They want to have breaks whenever they want. They want to, they want all these things. Yeah. But at the same, they, they want to do what they love. Absolutely. But at the same time, that becomes the, the double edge of that is cool. But if you want to do it full time and you want to do this, you are your own boss. You become that person who you might not like, right? Yeah. Cause you're like, you're your own worst critic, so mm -hmm. you you do you will fight yourself. You will push yourself to three a.m. You'll have those all nighters working on a project. Yeah, and it it's just it's that throw up. Like, do you want to do you want to be pursuing this full time? Do you want this to be mm -hmm. your thing? Do you want to live that creative lifestyle? Yeah, or do you want it to just be fun, a fun thing you do on the weekend? Right, and then go to the nine to five during the week. And that's the decision. That you that's, have to make pretty, you have to make that pretty quick and pretty early in the career because once you're a year into it, you've kind of I don't know you've set yourself up for like I don't know it depends like you could have a really good year and it's the dude it's the hustle it's like it, it's the amount of effort you put into it yeah it, it really comes back so it's like everyone who starts or they just they're like I don't know let's say you got. Uh, let's let's say his name's Tom. Let's say Tom. Yeah. Tom's just getting into like uh, photography. Yeah. Right? He's like dabbling in. It. He's like, you know, this is fun. This is I like this. I'm enjoying this. There's no stress. Yeah. I'm not worried about anything. But I also don't like serving at um, company Y. Mm -hmm. Right. Whatever. So take company Y and. He's just like not having a good time, and he's like, no, no, like I want to take my hobby and I want to, I want to do that full time. That transition can happen very quickly. It's just after a while, you realize that it's it's not the it's not the fun thing because you're doing it, you're you're a service, like yeah. you're doing it for someone, whether yep. that be your audience, whether that be a client, 
one of those two things you're still delivering to service yeah you're still delivering a service to people and it needs to be done timely otherwise they're not going to be happy yeah you know it's still it's still the world and like even youtube even youtubers like they can be like oh maybe i'm not going to post this week and then all of a sudden they'll have like like a slew of comments that are like why didn't you post blah blah blah. like and i don't know the people people want things how many how many youtubers have you seen that have like burnt out like some some of these youtubers have been doing it like how many years like some of the ogs have been doing it for like 10 plus years haven't they absolutely yeah 10 plus years and then some of them are doing like they daily. used to do weekly videos some people are doing daily it's some like... people do daily videos i know uh, one of my favorite youtubers was daily videos and i love them and then when he, when they don't post i'm like what's going on man? yeah exactly but that's what i mean like i everyone um you're looking at it from a consumer point of you're view. a consumer yeah. and you don't yeah that's you don't realize what the the work that goes into it when you're behind the computer exactly like, yeah it's such a stress it's a stressful lifestyle and, and i have i have like empathy or sympathy for all creators after this past year like oh yeah knowing how much work goes into doing this and how much stress there is but i think being able to survive in this industry it's it's like a balancing act and once you get that down like being able to balance your lifestyle outside of work and i know there's a lot of people that struggle to maintain that balance and it becomes all work and then it's it's that's the easiest way to burn yourself out and that's i've kind of felt that firsthand that when you when your work becomes your life and you bring that home every day i mean a lot of people can do it but i don't think i can like i i've struggle to just work 24 7 and and stay sane but yeah i'm working on it It, it's tough it's it's 100 percent tough i i know we 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 do that we yeah you guys we live and breathe it because we're the we're the two-man show running it and then we're the only two people that we kind of like spend time with because we're always working right yeah but that's that's like a known sacrifice that we're we are are willing to make because yeah you want to get there you see a a light at the end of the tunnel yeah i think i think we saw a light at the end of the tunnel when there wasn't one yeah like we just we just had like a a weird like little mirage yeah it was literally it was just like it was like yeah this could happen yeah and that thing became like it's gonna happen and then that's when it got you know do you feel do you feel like that you guys ever like burn out at some points or or absolutely but we burn out for different reasons yeah we burn out because like we try and take on too much too quickly and it's that that constant like string of i have an idea i have another idea and you keep having more ideas because Mm -hmm. when you're the boss right when you're when you're the when there's no other hoops to jump through you don't need to ask like a yes or no from someone else yeah just do it it's weird it leaves you with so many more creative doors and then you end up trying to do everything when instead of someone just saying, hey, maybe just do this first yeah. and see if it works and then move on to something else instead of like trying to put your hand in everything, right? But so. you think you know you think you think know what's best for the company or whatever project you're working on, right? Like, Yeah, I think between between like me and Alicia, yeah. um, you know, like being, I think if you were just a single founder yeah. without any other teammates, that's really tough because you're in your own head. But as like a co-founding team, especially like as a couple like it's it's really good to bounce ideas off of each other yeah. and uh and really 
you know, you take emotions out of it and you go like factual based. You go like, all right, yo, I want to do this. What do you think? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, all these might be like, hey, that's a good idea or it's a bad idea. Okay, why is it a bad idea? Well, it's a bad idea because of this. And exactly. if, it's, if it's something that's like makes sense, yeah, then I won't do it because that doesn't make sense. But you guys are also on like the same creative vision. Like you, yeah. you know what she wants and I'm guessing she knows kind of what you want. But you also, you've told me that you kind of let her run with it. Yeah. Like, like Yeah, absolutely. There's no like, we don't hold each other back from doing things. Yeah. Which is nice. It's not like, um, like there's no throttling. Like you don't, yeah. you, you don't, uh, you don't sit with each other and say, oh, maybe you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. You like amp each other up to do those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, um, like if it's going to take her like a week, two weeks, two months to do this, this, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like go for it. Like, yeah. Give it, give it everything because why, like why, why put yourself, put limits on your, your creative side yeah. and like what you're going to do. And especially if she has something in her head that she wants to execute. Like, oh yeah. Like, I yeah. hate letting ideas sit. Yeah, exactly. I like, hate it. If it's there, it's there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. I always go, if there's something that comes into my head, yeah. I'll write it down. And, and you'll uh, sit on it. Dude, I, like, I, I well, I think I told you this, but, like, I had, um, like, if I, a lot of my dreams are, like, super weird, but, like, if there's something that happens in my dream, and it's, my dreams are usually, like, not, uh, this is a really weird turn, but, like, yeah. it's more, like, Maybe it's something about business. Maybe I, I thought of something in my head or mm-hmm. saw something. I'll write it down and I'll keep it. And then if I feel like I have enough like manpower, brain capacity, or just like resources to do that, I'll yeah. go and do it. Yeah. I never let anything sit because or like I, I never just like throw something to the garbage mm-hmm. unless I actually like sit down go through it and be like, okay, is this, is this fathomable? Is this even appropriate to do? Yeah. You know, but that's definitely, yeah. Something I do. So this all came to be like a thing and like this whole, this whole project that we're working on, like it, how, how long would you say this has been like in, in the works, the gears have been. been so like, turned. so like the entire, the entirety of the project. Yeah. Like just like the, when was the thought like, processed and when like when did it when was the seed first like planted let's do let's let's do let's do a throwback right now and i'll cover since you covered kind of like your background yeah i'll do mine and we'll tie in that seed idea yeah i want to hear kind of where yeah where this all started because it's pretty it's an interesting story and yeah it's it's definitely like knowing you and knowing what you guys like started with and yeah and where it's come like it's dude it's a yo. It's like every time I tell this, it's like a come up story. It's kind of cool, and I really like. I feel like um, it's the essence of like what being a creative is. Mm-hmm. Like starting like with absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like no no funding, no investment, no nothing, no I fe- friends. I feel like you guys are kind of like the dark horse. Like you're the black <sighs> sheep, and it wasn't probably wasn't supposed to work out. Yeah. But, oh, but it, I, I, I literally didn't think it was. I didn't think any of this was gonna work out. Yeah. None of this was supposed to happen. Yeah, so let's let's jump into it. Um, I'll I'll kind of go into my backstory. So, how do I want to start? I'll start uh, back into school. Yeah. What 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 uh what were you doing back in school? So I uh, first of all I'm an army brat. All right, I guess army a, a military uh, kid. 
both my parents, um, for those non-Canadians, uh, RCMP officers, which are basically called Royal Canadian Mounted Police. They're uh, police officers who ride horses. Very <laughs> regal. Across, across Canada. Um, so yeah, I was I got the opportunity to move a lot when I was a kid. So from, I think this is my 13th move across Canada. So 13 moves. I've never been in one place for longer than a year. So all throughout my high school and um, I guess like elementary school, like I was always bouncing places. Yeah. I'd always go to somewhere new. So really quickly, I learned how to like, um, you know, adapt and meet new people and, and kind of turn from being an introvert to an outrovert because you need to, I mean, like high school is pretty, pretty brutal. So you need to like adapt. Otherwise you kind of get, mm-hmm. you, you might not make it out. I love longboarding. So like longboarding was like my hobby mm. that I would always do. Right. And it was kind of like my my escapism. Yeah. So like, kind of like you were doing skateboard videos. You probably just like love doing that to like just chill. Yeah. I did longboarding. I was like, that was my thing. Hmm. And I never really did any video content because I didn't have a video right. camera. But uh, but it was always something I wanted to do. Like I wanted to be a, a brand ambassador for I think it was loaded longboards. Yeah. Oh, I love them so much. Um, but I... I never had the opportunity because I didn't have friends with cameras, nor did I know how to use a camera yeah. at all. Um, and then after a really rough bout of pre-high school, where it was like a lot of, like a year of bullying, uh, I ended up moving and started like a new kind of like life in uh, in Ottawa. And okay. that, was, that was a grade 10. And that was, that high school career was really kind of like cookie cutter. It was me... Uh, my parents placed me in all of these, um, I guess you could say like, you know, you get electives in high school, meaning like you can choose what yeah. you want to do, like woodwork, metalwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they replaced all of my electives with math and science. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know any better. I didn't even know you could choose your electives in school. Yeah. They just told me like, yeah, this is what you're doing. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, math and science for grade 12. So when I was in grade 10 or 11. That's cool. And, Sounds- yeah, it's super cool. I didn't find it cool at all. Um, but my parents had always told me, like, you know, you need to figure out what you want to do. And I was like, well, logically, you just find the job that makes the most money and do it. And yeah. they were like, oh, it's engineering. It's the best. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just do that. So I went through high school on, like, without any kind of, like, passions for anything besides money and, like, numbers. Yeah. That was it for me. And then after high school, um, I went into engineering, yeah. as one would, being told to. And I quickly found out within a year of doing engineering that I absolutely hated it. Like when you're interested in something, you got an itch for it. Yeah. And like you just always want to be learning and reading about it. And there were some kids in there that were learning about like building a, a car from the ground up. And I was just like, wow, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. And it was, it was awful. And um, in, at the end of the first year, we had this giant final project and it was, you had to create an app and pitch it to um, to a board of directors. Okay. In engineering. In engineering, because uh, there's computer computer oh, engineering yeah, as yeah. well, right? Right. So everyone was getting their teams together, and uh, and everyone had no idea what what they were doing, because mm-hmm. like the the thing is, engineers in general, from yeah. what my time was spent there, they're not like crazy creative people okay they, they love numbers um 
and I totally, I, I loved everyone I was, I spent time with. I just, I was just different and it was just yeah. clear as day. Yeah. Um, so one huge thing was at this, this time of this final project, everyone bombed it. Mm-hmm. Every group bombed it except for us. We got 90 something. It really kind of showed me that like, I'm not built for this. Like I'm not built for the, the mechanic side or the, the, the engineering side. I was so good at presenting this project yeah, and like telling them what we were going to do and what this was about. And, um, and the idea for the app was, I came up with it and it was like, I wanted a clothing picker. Yeah. So basically you would log into this app and it would be your own custom like concierge to pick your clothes up for the day on your app. Uh, and the app would open up and it would be like, it would take into account the time, your time zone, like where you live um, at a season and it would pick your outfit and it would match like the entire color scheme of it would be perfect. I did that and then after that, I told my parents that I am dropping out of engineering. I cannot do it. You're done. Yeah, I was done and that was uh, was not well met with my family and they asked me to go back to school but I could pick what I was gonna go back into. So I was like, you know what? seems like I'm really good at pitching things. I'll do business. Okay. So right around the time, um, I moved again. And this was when I was 20. So you were just coming back from your trips, yeah. your travel trips. Yeah, I remember that. Now, take in mind, I didn't know a single soul in Victoria, but I moved to Victoria. And I met this one kid who knew you, and uh, yeah. and that's how we kind of got into contact. He just told me that you were like, you know, you were doing things on YouTube and you had like a I this like following of some sort and i was like some weird, i was like you know that's cool some weird lifestyle dude it's so weird yeah it's weird how like things kind of like happen it happens because yeah. we've we've met we've like kind of crossed paths multiple times we just didn't know um so yeah i met nick very briefly uh i thought you thought you were super cool i was like this is, this is super cool dude you're a super cool skate dude yeah yeah super cool guy just a, just a cool guy and uh and i like what he did um I knew he had a way with uh, with YouTube because he was doing like you were doing super well on your platform. You, I think you had a couple million plus videos at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Was it a million videos or a million views? No, a million. Ha, huh. <laughs> a million views. A million views. Yeah. yeah, you had like a million views on a couple of your videos. Yeah, and uh, and I thought that was just like I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like you must know so much about like like marketing, like the YouTube realm. Oh yeah, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the marketing guy over here. Yeah, so I was like super curious. I was like, hey, I wanna know, I wanna know more about like what you do and, yeah. and um, all that stuff. But you were you were super quiet. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I was probably a lot at the time because I was just like super interested in everything. Yeah, because also you, I could see, I could tell, I could sense that you liked business. And yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, business is all right. It's cool. Yeah. But I just like to, film stuff and so i kind of i was like put on the put on the brakes a little bit and i was like Ooh, no, exactly too, too much business exactly because it's that's what i mean it's uh it's a huge aspect that a lot of people don't yeah like yeah uh it's it adds a lot of pressure to people mm-hmm. when you start talking business yeah so it's it's definitely not something that uh that vibes well with a lot of people yeah and i've i've noticed that um, do you, do you find people normally have one of the two skills or do you like, 
do you usually see people that are like very very creative and are able to put like anything but anything from scratch anything from nothing like make something but they're also very like business savvy and like cunning wit like or it's really hard yeah i've i've rarely seen like when i talk about like talent yeah when you talk about creative talent like i in my mind i go like okay is someone gonna be like the next like um like who like drake timmy sneaks like all these people who do crazy things yeah um but also have like these people that that i know of so far they're if they have both they're wildly successful right so if you have someone yeah who's super talented but doesn't have the business side yeah they're they might be way behind right and the only reason for that is just because like if they were to invest time and face that kind of like like what you were talking about right. it came off as like too much for you yeah if they were to face that they would be able to make some really big changes that they i think would could possibly change their life mm-hmm. so i think business is a huge thing um i think it's also like like people look past it a lot of the time like they don't think they don't think they need it. it's that important if they if you can create something why do you need business like that's that's the, that's the thing of a lot of people and that's what i thought for the longest time i didn't i didn't need to market my videos i could just put it on youtube someone would find it and some people that works for them yeah. some like sometimes it, here's here's the thing though like you can have the the mindset that you just need to create the art and if it's good enough it'll get picked up and it'll go yeah but if you're doing that route you need to be producing like out like exuberant amount of content like you need quality to be quality and quantity exactly if you're doing it that way yeah and I feel like too many people, like, I feel like 99.8% of people do that. Yeah. They go, why do I need to market it if I can just make one video this month and I'll put it out there and it'll get found? My stuff's amazing. It should be seen. People, exactly. People will love it. And they bank on it and they assume that doing that will allow them to get skyrocketed up to fame or wherever Hollywood takes yeah. them. But in reality, it's building like creating your content getting really good at your craft putting out information into the world because it's not going to be found if you're just sitting in your mm-hmm. basement if you make if you make a blockbuster like cinema level video that yeah. deserves to be seen by the world and you sit in your basement and wait for like i don't know who's a warner brothers if you're sitting in your basement waiting for warner brothers to send mm-hmm. you an email saying hey we love your stuff that we haven't seen we want you to be our next i don't know whatever whoever the famous producers are it doesn't happen yeah but too many people think like that and to me that just blows my mind yeah like that they can just sit in the basement and sit on this beautiful art piece that they made and and they just they just say oh someone's gonna see this and they're gonna go yeah you need to be on ellen degeneres (laughs) that's what i mean that's that's what too often that happens and when you're not good at the business side or like the social media marketing yeah you you have you might have the most amazing thing in the world but no one's ever going to see it yeah and, and it destroys you yeah and it, it's it breaks down your confidence too and that's it's very easy to lose focus and lose interest in what you're doing when you put something up that you've been working on for months and months and you put so much effort and you put it up and nobody sees it, it gets 50 views we we all know people who do that yeah and it's sad to see and 
it's just there's so much more to it than just throwing it up and putting it in in the air and hoping people will like it like there's like find it click it on it like it yeah okay so i want to hear let's go back <laughs> sorry i'm sorry no, it's okay. this is what podcast I, I, about, I probably though. i probably took us off a tangent but no, it's all good you decided that engineering wasn't a thing for you uh parents weren't super happy they weren't too excited mm. so you thought sales Question sales mark? marketing yeah yeah um came out here obviously uh you came back met you yeah. i was just getting into uh business at uh, Camosun, so in victoria there's a college here that does business and uh, after a year i got kicked out because um just weren't good enough i <laughs> i wish dude uh so what happened was like i I wanted so much more and I was like, I became obsessed with marketing and business Yeah. Uh, to the point where, you know, maybe some people in their spare time, they play video games mm-hmm. and uh, maybe they listen to music, maybe they watch TV. I would spend like every waking minute and every day um, learning about business. Yeah. So I would be taking in podcasts, I'd be reading books. Like I have so many books on business that I just kept reading and reading and reading. And I just wanted to know everything. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to know, what company bought what like what did what did uber do what did like what was the ipo like what did they open up at like what was successful yeah what do people love like i just wanted to know everything about business and how businesses became super popular like what did they do right so this kind of like sick obsession um wasn't really accepted well with the professors right because uh, at the point like we we're learning about um the start of like uber and like social media in business school mm-hmm. and i was like it's 20 i don't know what what year that would be 23 it's like three years ago yeah it was 27 2017 16 no 2016 oh i'm really bad at math so like 2016 like this this stuff's been out forever like yeah. this we're learning about stuff that's three years old and we talk about print advertising and i'm like oh my gosh like you're teaching the people who are going to be going into business, learning about business, you're teaching them about something that's decades old. This doesn't make any sense. So I would always like rebuttal the professors and, and I'd keep doing that until I kept getting sent to the dean's thing, yeah. office or whatever it was. I kept getting in trouble because I kept rebuttaling all the teachers. And then eventually they were just like, hey, F off, like leave. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure. So I dropped out and I didn't tell, I told my mother, but I didn't tell my father Ooh. because I knew I would, uh, I, that would not be good. Um, so I left and I started building, um, building websites for local businesses. Yeah. And I got a couple clients through there. Um, I learned how terrible it was yeah. to like work for a client, especially like undercharging yourself. So I learned about value. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that I wasn't making enough money. So yeah. uh, I looked for what makes more money. And it was online store building. And as soon as I I spent about a week learning how to build an online store and how yeah. to use different platforms. And a week after that, I signed my first client for $23,000 for a year of work, uh, for like a year of maintenance plus mm-hmm. the build out of their website. It, it was a lot of just like, growing like i i don't want to say it like i learned a lot as i went yeah but i feel like a lot of the time too even when you're in any creative space like photography for example you do a couple of client shoots you don't really know what you're doing but you know it looks good and then you slowly start to develop like a skill for it right and your style your style starts evolving and growing and exactly yeah 
and that's what I found out too. Like as I was like building websites and taking care of them, I was like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. I'm starting to get the hang of it. And then that's when like the professional side started to come out. And at that point, um, Shopify reached out to me and they were like, yo, do you want a job with us uh, to like be a partner manager? And I was like, cool, that's what I do anyway. I'm down. So then I worked for them for about a year. Yeah. And during that time, this is where the creator stuff comes out. Um, so in that time, I still didn't have any friends. So like I met you, but I really didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. And um, I was finding it really hard to meet new people and to to like go into my creative direction because I know I wanted to try it out. I know yeah. I wanted to be a creative. I always wanted to be an internet like kind of personality and like and uh, kind of like have an audience to share things with. Yeah, I just didn't know how. So I, I decided, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll make a, I'll make a group on Facebook Ooh. and I'll, I'll try and invite Connect some people. Everyone. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll invite some people to this Facebook group and, and maybe like I'll, I'll meet some YouTubers or some other people who do like creative stuff and yeah. maybe it'll be fun. And that's how I wanted to meet friends. And let me tell you for everyone that kind of wonders like what this group was, like it was basically like, it was a Facebook group that was full of like how many you guys had like decent numbers pretty quick because pretty quick. But at the first like my first couple like uh, months. Yeah. When I was like building it, we were under like 70 people. Yeah. But those 70 <clears throat> people, it was like the the engagement rate within the group was just like insane. Like, oh, it's huge. I remember seeing it like everybody was wanted to shoot with everybody. Like people were models that were like pretty new in the into modeling or like shooting more often than than like you could ever imagine like yeah. photographers were shooting more and more and it was just such an easy space to connect with people and exactly that was what we needed in, like in our community we didn't have anything like that and it was it's it was a one-stop shop you could say yeah exactly so eventually it started growing and within a couple months like we shot from like sub 50 people to 70 mm-hmm. to 120 and like even now i think it's at 800 yeah um but it grew very quick and it, that's hard to think because victoria is a small city yeah and for 800 creatives to be meeting up like all the time that's pretty big yeah for like people probably think oh 800 people that's not that many but like for where we live like 800 that's a, people that's like that's, that's all population. of young that's like pretty much like the entire like young population in yeah, young city. creatives. That's almost all of them. Yeah. It's crazy. There's not a lot. And to have all of them in your group is like is pretty cool. It speaks for itself. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally cool. It just it just started like kind of the ball just started like rolling with that group. And it's really weird to think about that. If the group was never created, we wouldn't be here. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things that wouldn't have happened. But I think the craziest thing is just like, you know, you come up with an idea. Yeah. You start this idea you you mean it to be something small and then it just starts like the snowball starts rolling and the more the more you feed it the more you give it just momentum um, yeah like you give it as much energy as you can and it ends up spitting back like tenfold like i i, I could never have expected the a small group on facebook to roll into an international magazine yeah I, that's I, crazy i couldn't either no like i, I like I, if you would have if i would have told myself that i would have been like you're insane yeah but 
that's what happened. It started as a small group. Group was like, hey, yo, we want like uh, an Instagram page to feature things. At the time, it was like me and Alicia were moderating it. Mm-hmm. And me and Alicia were like, I mean, that's a pretty good idea, but uh, how can we like one up this? How can we like go one step further than Instagram page? And Alicia got, I remember, it, this is this was this is kind of like a funny story because like, I came to visit Alicia, and she just got this magazine, right? And mm-hmm. and she was featured in this magazine, and I was like, well, that's so cool. You got featured in a magazine. That's sweet. And she was like, yeah, this is so cool. Like, there's awesome people in this. Like, I love it. And I was like, hmm. And like within 30 seconds, I was like looking online. I was like, how do you create a print magazine? And I was like googling it. And then I found a print shop. And I was like, okay, there's a print shop. Mm-hmm. I was like, is there any way to connect it to like Shopify? Because I knew Shopify. Oh yeah, there's a way to connect to Shopify. And I was like, all right, this looks good. I like this. And I was like, yeah, this would be a pretty good idea. And I was looking at the profit margins. Like, is it doable? How do you do it when you don't have like 2,000 um, 2, print copies? Like, can yeah. you just do it one one by one? And like, I did the math and I was like, this could be a thing. This could be a thing. So it was in the back of my head. But I didn't act on it until a couple months later mm-hmm. when I wanted to build like a media company. Yeah. Like called Creators Media. And that was with you. Yeah. That was like when we were getting back into like, uh, you know, talking more serious stuff. Like, you know, you wanted to work on like filming full time. And, yeah. And we were just throwing this idea around. And that was two years ago. And we were we were thinking about this thing. And we're like, oh, yeah, this might, this might work. I like this. I mean, this is a good idea. So we had like this idea for apparel and the media so building like videos and then the magazine but the problem with that like two years ago is we were like we don't say we were we were small yeah not just like not following size i mean like kind of just yeah like knowledge and and like confidence like we weren't we weren't entirely there and we weren't ready either no we i don't think i don't think we had the um the capacity to put it into effect yeah there were a lot of like the motive was there, mm-hmm. but the, the, um, the business side was not. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, what? Yeah, what are you gonna? What were we gonna do? Like, just start creating clothes. Like, start getting. Uh, yeah, there was no game plan really yeah. behind it. It was just ideas. Yeah, and that's was dangerous. Yeah, but then fast forward a year, we're both in the field that we, we want to be that in. we want to be in, and that we talked about the previous year. We I talked about yeah. video. I that's what I want to do full time. You talked about like your business, business and yeah. and everything, and that's what we were doing. And then we kind of just put those two together. And and once our skills are more a little more developed and polished, and it was kind of ready to like take on. Yeah, yeah. And it, I think what's great is that it's all like come back together. So now we're like linking back up and like starting to put forward all these ideas and they're actually coming into inception versus just like kind of just talked about just talk right yeah yeah it's it's crazy to see like when you're just talking about something for it to go from that to like an actual like product or or business like it's crazy so like long story short like all that stuff happened and here we are today with one international magazine a media company that's about to work with some of the world's top brands and like a podcast that some people I'm sure will listen to. Hopefully yeah. one or two people will listen to. <laughs> I hope so too. I think like, I think. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I think, uh, I think we've definitely like gone on a ramble here, but yeah, like I hope, I hope what this can offer is like some sort of insight 
that we wish we had a year ago. Oh yeah. Like, you know, it's, there's so much behind the scenes that you don't really hear about. And yeah. I think, I think what it is is like, hopefully what we do want this to do is like be, uh, be a great place for people to come to when they want to learn about specific things about the creative industry, yeah. about being a creative or a freelancer, like whether that's about business or just like taking care of bad days, mm-hmm. you know, trying to create good days. It's yep. tough. And I would love to like in the future start bringing on like guests. So professionals in their industry or yeah. workplace or things like that do Q and a sessions, talk about business and like development. And obviously like, hopefully we'll be able to both be on at the same time. Yeah. Maybe you'll be in Japan again. Uh, but I think for the most part, it'll just be like me and you yeah. talking about different things, uh, both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. And just have like open discussions and stories about, uh, yeah, you know, like our lives as creatives and, and what we go through. I think we both have like such different views and what we can offer is like the scope is pretty, it's, oh, yeah. it's pretty wide. And, and if I can save you guys some trouble of what I went through, then that's my goal. And I'm sure, I'm sure you feel the same. Like, oh yeah. And if I can teach just one person as well, that's that's my goal. I just want to help you guys, and I want you guys to feel like you have some voice in this, and yeah, and that's what we we're trying to be is like a voice for people that might not be so confident or might not have the knowledge for what they want to do. Yeah, and that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to help out and and just connect all those dots. Yeah. So hence careers connected. Yeah. No, like we we. Yeah, just being just being like real. Um, there's a lot of things that people will will totally like not uh, not be prepared like prepared for. Yeah. Uh, in business and, and in growing as a creative, and I would like us to try our best to kind of like remove those obstacles, yeah. or at least let them know that the obstacle is there, so that when it shows up they know how to navigate it mm-hmm. and not just like kind of take it head on like we did. Yeah. Cause we've been, I'm sure we've been, we've been jostled around quite a bit in, yeah. in being like freelance and, and life in general. So, um, and I, it's gonna be a great learning platform for a lot of people. If you guys have any questions and have like anything that you want us to talk about, we'd love to kind of cover those. If you want us to kind of stay on one subject and not talk too much about different things, but yeah, if you guys have like specifics as to what you want to see, or what, um, like, if you want to hear specifics about, like, Nick's background or something that Nick has done, uh, even recommendations or tips and tricks, like, let us know. If you need anything from my side, like, let me know. And um, we can take it from there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, hope you guys have a great night. This was the first episode of the Creators Connected podcast. It's been fun talking to you guys. And thank you for coming and talking to me, Matt. It's been, it's been valuable. It's been great. It's been great. So we will... Uh, Talk to you guys next week and we'll see you then. Later.